episode of the Own Meaningful Work podcast. Uh, I'm Rahul Sones, the founder of the Disruptive Business Network and the host of the Own Meaningful Work podcast. Uh, this podcast is really about people who have fought to find purpose and meaning in the work that they do. And I am really excited about uh, our guest this week. Uh, this week, I speak with Kizzy, who is the owner of Kenneth Jeffries, a barbershop in Collingwood, Melbourne. Uh, I, I love speaking with Kizzy because uh, Kizzy really exemplifies uh, making the best of the hand that you're dealt with, about finding meaning in whatever you're doing. For Kizzy, barbering wasn't a calling, but she made it one. Uh, you know, coming from a troubled background, you'd been kicked out of school and not really making it in various jobs. Uh, it looked like a lost cause for a brief second until a mentor really came into Kizzy's life, uh, helped her focus and build a career as a barber. Cut to today, and she is the owner and proprietor of a thriving business. Uh, like I said, I really enjoyed speaking with Kizzy. I learned a lot from her. And I really hope you enjoyed this conversation. Thanks. Kizzy, welcome. Thanks so much for doing this. Welcome. <laughs> welcome to you. We're in the lovely uh, Kenneth Joffrey's barbershop on, on Smith Street, um, as you can see. Here we are. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, so, you know, uh, the, this podcast is called On Meaningful Work. And I think uh, where was... About a month ago, I was on this chair, and then you know we were talking as we usually do, and and I just got uh, got to hear a bit of your story, and I went home and I thought, wow, like Kizzy is someone I have to have on the podcast. Thank you. Because yeah, because <laughs> uh, it, it as as far as um, you know with the past guests, it, it touches quite a lot of points that I really hope to bring across bring across in this in this podcast. Yeah. So, just to begin, um, like, where are you from? Like, where's your, uh, what's your origin story? <laughs> <laughs> I was I was born in Stall, which is in the Grampians. Oh, nice. And then yeah. when I was a few months old, we moved up to Darwin. And then I lived mm. in Darwin for um, pretty much my whole childhood. And then, mm. yeah, otherwise I've been in Melbourne for, gosh, as long as I can remember now. So... Yeah. I guess I'm like a Melbourneian, yeah. <laughs> somewhat. <laughs> um, where, where in Melbourne? Uh, so I'm I, I'm based in Collingwood now, but yep. I grew up in the Yarra Valley. Otherwise, I'm from a small town in Humpty Doo, which is in Darwin. So cool. Yeah. So what was that? How old were you when you when you came to Melbourne? Um, so probably about 10 or so mm -hmm. and then um, I moved back up there again when I was 18 and then moved back down here again not long after. Yep. Yeah. Nice. It didn't last yeah. long up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not enough to do. <laughs> but well, as a 10 year old that transition must have been something. It, it yeah. was pretty weird. I actually, um, when I first moved to Melbourne because I had spent my whole childhood in Darwin, mm. I was a little bit um, Yobbo, yeah. I guess you could say, um, or Bogan. Yep. But so when I came to Melbourne, everyone was like, "What's wrong with her voice? Why does she sound like that?" <laughs> and so I forged a what I thought was a Melbourneian accent, and then everybody mm. thought I was English. <laughs> and now I get mistaken as a New Zealander a lot, which I would assume it's because all mm. of my mates are Kiwis. Yeah. So well. <laughs> 
it could be worse. You know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, it. that's it. And so then you, did you do most of your schooling in Melbourne or in... A uh, bit of both. I actually, mm. I had a very um, a weird upbringing with that. I actually mm. went to, um, oh, mum's going to kill me if I mm. get this wrong, but I think I went to about 17 different primary schools. So wow. <laughs> I might have exaggerated a little bit there. I can't <laughs> yeah. remember exactly what it was, but it was a very high number. Yep. Yeah. What, what, um, why 17? Was it, were you... I just moved around a lot. Yeah. Yeah, mum's a free spirit, so... Yeah. We just, one day we're here. I remember once I went to one school for one whole day, and then we unenrolled myself the next <laughs> following day, and then moved on to the next state. Yeah. So, yeah. And then when you were in Melbourne, w was there a bit more consistency, or were you still... Um... Probably more so in high school, I guess. I did, um, I was, I spent three years at one high school. Um, mm. I didn't, school wasn't really for me. I did mm. get expelled, yep. um, which is what brought me into barbering yep. because I didn't really have any other options. So mm -hmm. here I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're open to talk about it, like, why did you get expelled? Um, oh, without going too into detail, yeah. because it's not at all who I was, but uh, mm -hmm. who I am now, but I did have a few little anger issues, and mm -hmm. I took it out on a teacher one day who also has not benefited from the situation. Yep. So, um, I'm not sure what he's doing now. So, yeah. uh, if you're out there, I'm not going to say your name. <laughs> I am sorry <laughs> for being a little shit. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So... That got you expelled, and then um, and then what happened? Were, were, did your mum freak out? And yeah, you know? yeah. So I basically, got expelled from there, and then I um, trialed another school, and then I got expelled from there, and then so on and so on. Mm. Um, and so eventually, mum was like, "Well, you're not going to be on Centrelink. Mm -hmm. You're better than that." And so she told me to go out and get a job. And so I went around trying to get into any job I could and then I decided I'd be a hairdresser mm -hmm. and then I started, I found an apprenticeship which was uh, two hours away from my house. So how old were you around this time? Were you? 14. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was very yeah. young. So um, I got an apprenticeship, it was two hours from where we were living in the Yarra Valley at the time. Um, nice. So it was, we were living up near Warburton and mm -hmm. then... Um, the shop was in Canterbury, mm -hmm. and so I would ca have to catch a bus and then catch a train and then change to another train and then get to Canterbury. So the journey was two hours each way, and so I did four hours travel every day to get to and from work. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but hairdressing was something that you were committed to or yeah. at the time? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I was just happy not to be in a classroom mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't really mix properly with other kids I was a bit of a weirdo um, mm. I'm still a bit of a weirdo <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, we, we love weirdos on this yeah. podcast yeah. yeah yeah I think um I think I, th I feel like I was committed I mean I've stuck with it now for I think this is 17 years this yeah. year almost so mm. I'd say so but but uh, I mean as a 14 year old um what was it about hairdressing that I that always grabbed you at the time. Yeah, yeah, I was always interested in it. I mm. I remember probably um, actually the first time that I got interested in hair, I would have been. It was back when I was living in Darwin, mm. um, and mum mum always let us do whatever we wanted. If we wanted to do something with our hair, she was like, "You've got freedom. Do whatever you want." It was 
never a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I decided this one time that I wanted to color my hair bright red. Mm-hmm. So we went out, we bought the packet dye. I went back in, we colored it. Uh, it came out bright pink. However, the underlining issue was the fact that I had head lice at the time. And so the head lice, there was a weird chemical reaction that happened and all mm. of the head lice went bright pink. No and way. then they all had babies, which were then bright pink. <laughs> and so the whole school had this like really crazy like epidemic of pink head lice. That's and everybody amazing. knew it was from me. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that, that's probably where I guess it started. Um, yeah. So radioactive head lice is Yeah. Who would have known? Yeah. <laughs> so don't give your kids, don't colour their hair if they've got nits. Well, actually, you, that could be a genius <laughs> solution. You, you could actually then see the head lice. Yeah. Well, that's you true. Know, yeah. I don't know about the bullying side <laughs> of it, though. <laughs> 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 or do do it. I don't know. <laughs> wow. Okay. So bright pink head lice. Yeah. And then you thought, okay, there's something here. There's Sorry? A- and you thought, okay, there's something here for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that was just where my um, enjoyment of hair started. And then from there, yeah. it was like, I remember every Christmas, there was always something to do with hair, like whether it was like bleach or like a, a crimping iron or mm-hmm. just hair straighteners, anything. It was always something to do with hair. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, say around this time, did you notice like a change in yourself from school as opposed to the hair academy or um i was still when i went to tafe and i started Mm -hmm. learning how to cut hair properly i still wagged all the time Mm -hmm. um i'm I'm still in contact with the the guy that trained me as a barber um and yeah i I feel so sorry for him he Mm -hmm. had me for the worst years (laughs) i wagged every single lesson I, i never ever not attended work mm-hmm. but i just had i've never had any interest in classrooms mm-hmm. so yeah yeah I, I don't think there was a huge difference there sure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and then when did you around what age did you get your first job Is uh well so yeah my mm. first job i was actually a i was a waitress when i was about 13 mm-hmm. um so i started a part-time role um Mum and dad went to Tasmania for a weekend over New Year's. And so me and um, my stepsister, we broke into their liquor cabinet uh, and we drank all of the alcohol in there and mm-hmm. I had to work New Year's Day. Yeah. And I was um, extremely hungover. And as soon as I went in, I was throwing up. And so uh, my boss made me sit in the office for the whole day, mm-hmm. very sick with a bucket. Um, and then at the end of the day, he was like, this is your punishment, you're fired. Oh. <laughs> so he made me sit in there the whole time. And he yeah. was also friends with my mum as well. Yeah. So naturally he called her. Mm. Um, so that was my first job. And hello to Kizzy's mum, if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, hey mum. <laughs> <laughs> she, she knows what I'm like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and then, so, you, so you, I interrupted you, sorry. You were um, oh yeah, I, I think that mm. was it. That was, yep. my, that was my first job. So I was about 13, so it was technically illegal. It was a little cash in hand job, but yeah, um, mm. yeah it didn't last long, as yeah. you can imagine. <laughs> yeah. And then from there, I ended up going into full-time work and working as a, as a hairdresser. Mm-hmm. And then that was for two years I did hairdressing, mm-hmm. just the apprenticeship. And then I went into barbering from that. Yep. Yeah. So talk to me about that first 
those two years as a hairdresser, what what was that like? Was horrible. Yeah. Absolutely horrible. How uh, come? Uh, mm. I think that since, um, and I'm sure that a lot of your listeners would agree with this as well, I think that the process in having a job has changed a lot now and like your rights and everything as well and like mm. maybe it's my perception because I was so young but I, th- I think that it's okay to speak out for when somebody's bullying you or mm. being inappropriate or rude or just making you know just a unacceptable work environment I think mm. it's okay to you know come forward about it now whereas before everyone was like oh you're being difficult you're being hard and so it was a lot of bullying tactics and um like I remember for instance um one day and like I was am I allowed to swear yeah yeah okay yeah. cool I, I was a little shit mm. like like I'm not gonna yeah, yeah I'm yeah. not gonna debate that at all however mm. I was a very young little shit and so mm. I, I feel like as an adult if you're mentoring somebody that young it's kind of your responsibility to guide them rather Mm -hmm. than belittling them. Mm -hmm. And so I remember this one day, um, there was one of my seniors in the salon. He was doing nothing and um, he just kept on giving me more and more jobs to do and I I hadn't stopped all day. And in reality, it was probably easy, but for me at the time, it was such a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he was like, "Go, go and wash off this client's hair, which was my job, but I was also doing like 10 other tasks as well um and so I said to him I was like can you can you give me a break like I'm I'm trying to do stuff like you're literally sitting there on your phone can you Mm -hmm. please just help me out actually it was probably reading a magazine back then actually (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah we we got into an argument and I had a pot of tea in my hand which I was getting for one of my um one of the other clients I was bringing a like a teapot for her to drink and he tipped it up on me and then got scalding hot water all over my chest and burns everywhere. Whoa. Um, yeah, and so thing, things like that where it was just Did like you report that to anyone or did you tell anyone? Well, no, no because yeah. like, I don't... I mean, I'm sure there was avenues then, but as a 14-year-old then, you don't understand that there, there's places that you can call and you can talk to about this. And mm-hmm. um, I know my parents were definitely upset about it and they did speak with the owners and there, there was a lot of, you know, unsavoury mm-hmm. words toward each other about it. But, um, yeah, in, in the end I ended up leaving that salon as well because of mm-hmm. all of the nastiness about it. But, um, yeah, I, I think that just being a young female or even male essentially mm-hmm. as well, not myself but <laughs> yeah 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 as I a young person rather. yeah as yeah. a young person in a role you don't feel like you have a voice so mm-hmm. you kind of just accept it and that's the way it is and so I moved on to a new role and mm-hmm. yeah went from that okay <laughs> well that's um yeah that must have been really hard as a 14 year old and yeah mm-hmm. I think um for me it it was kind of I'm very much water water off a duck's back kind of person mm-hmm. like whenever something really big happens I'm like oh well tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> you know it, it might niggle at me on that day but the mm. next day it's like oh well let's pick up your stuff move on dust yourself off yeah so, yeah um so going into your your next job was it also Hairdressing? Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah, so mm. I, I went into another apprenticeship from there. I moved on. So I did my first year with that place and then mm. I moved on to my second year with another place. 
Um, that one that one was much better. Um, but again, there was I think that um, maybe they were a bit lazy on teaching as well. Like the mm. manager there was just not like I feel like when you're an apprenticeship uh, an apprentice. They just want you to do all of the dirty work and everything as well. Like there's not too much commitment to actually training you to mm. learn how to cut hair yep. um, and like be on the floor. And, you know, that is the role of an apprentice. Mm. Um, however, I greatly believe that when you go into these roles that you should get, you know, still, still do all of the, you know, shit kicker jobs mm. because you... You, know, you, you, you need to earn your keep somewhere and yeah. also, mm-hmm. you know, you're being paid for essentially learning. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but you have to learn as well. Mm. So I felt like with the second place that I was at, there was no learning. It was just purely being the gopher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you were gopher for a while? Or yeah. So I've, I probably only worked there for a year as well. And mm. then there was... Um, <laughs> There was a my manager that worked there at the moment, which I don't particularly want to touch too much on it, but he made it very uncomfortable for me to stay working there as mm-hmm. well, just like inappropriate mm-hmm. gestures and everything as well. And so eventually I decided that that wasn't the place for me as, um, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just being a young girl and having a 30 plus year old male that's, Yikes, pushing you into situations. Um, yeah. noth- nothing ever happened, but mm. just it's just an uncomfortable environment to be in. So mm-hmm. I decided that from that I didn't want to work there anymore. Mm-hmm. And then um, from there I found a barbering apprenticeship. So cool. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's so through all this, uh, you kind of stuck with hairdressing, and you know th- there was something about it that kept you going through all this yeah. terrible stuff that happened. Yeah, yeah, I think that um, there was some great stuff as well. It wasn't all terrible. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't mm. have stayed in it otherwise. Like, I've made mm. a lot of friends that I'm still friends with a lot of people that I um, went to trade school with on the days that I attended. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yep. like those three days that year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I am still mm. um, in contact with a lot of people and I've met a lot of great people along the way as mm-hmm. well. So, it wasn't all traumatic. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I did, I did leave like the hair industry a few times as well um Mm -hmm. but i just i've always fallen back to this yeah um so even as a young person you did you did find yourself amongst tribe of you know fellow hairdressers and you would support each other and yeah definitely definitely Mm. i think in any occupation there is that um i think that it was a lot bitchier back then than what it is now Mm -hmm. um maybe that's because i've gone into the barbering side of things and not so much the salon side like Mm -hmm. I remember there used to be um a lot of um in the second apprenticeship that I had in the second salon I worked in um I remember physically being held in the back room by my by under my jaw here by one of the my manager at the time as Mm -hmm. she forced makeup on my face because I wouldn't wear enough of it um uh yeah, I've forgotten what my point was here. I've just gone on to a trail. <laughs> what was the question again? No, it was about forming a community and a, and a supportive community. Oh, yeah. In, yeah, yeah. I think, I think I found my supportive community um, like in barbering. Mm. I, I definitely, I'm still in contact with girls from the trade school. Mm. Not so much anybody that I ever worked with in those workplaces. I don't 
feel like I ever created a community in the first two establishments. Mm-hmm. Um, but in barbering, definitely, I've met some of my best friends through this this career. So yeah, wow. Yeah. What What did you find the difference was between hairdressing and barbering? Was it probably the lack of bitchiness? Yeah. Um, mm. Like if I come to work with no makeup on, I'm not going to be, you know, <laughs> harassed to yeah. put makeup on. Um, mm. Looking back at my photos from when I was like 16, 17, like the amount of makeup on my face, like from days that I'd finish work and like just I looked like a drag queen myself, mm. <laughs> which like for a girl that's so mm. young to look like that, it's um, a little bit traumatising because I've never really been one for, you know, dressing up with heaps of cake face of makeup all the time. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah. Well, so then you went into this barbering apprenticeship. Yeah. Um, how did that come about? Um, yeah, so I, I got onto him through um, a guy that I used to work with and also through um, he was the business owner of the second place that I worked with. Mm-hmm. Um, he and the boss from that place, they used to own a shop together. Mm-hmm. And so I got onto them through that because I was still in touch with the owner from the second place I worked at. Mm-hmm. I'm trying not to name business names because yeah. it's <laughs> negative. Um, the, uh, the owner of the second place was actually a really nice guy. It was the managers that I had mm-hmm. issues with. Um, but yeah, so he had owned a shop with the uh, employer of the barber shop that I went to work with. And mm. so they had like sold their business and then both branched out. One had gone hairdressing, one had gone barbering. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got in contact with him through him and he had also employed a previous staff that I used to work with as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, moved on to him and... He basically, he knew that I was a hairdresser and I knew he was a barber and he was like, well, let's give it a shot. If mm. you don't like this, then, you know, I'll keep looking and so can you. Yeah. And turned out I loved it. And, and the rest is history. It. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. That's it. But, um, I mean, just from um, a, a previous conversation we had, like this was, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but this seemed like the pivotal moment for you. In yeah. Yeah, I think I think in like... Mm. like turning into a woman and Mm. also um starting my career everything um the his name's sandy he Mm. owns um charlie oscar espresso barber in doncaster Mm -hmm. um he's an absolute legend shout out to charlie yeah yeah (laughs) shout out to sandy thanks for everything (laughs) um yeah no he was definitely probably one of the biggest mentors in my life I think that he might look at me like I'm a little shit still, um, but he did get me for the most difficult years of my life. Uh, Mm. So he definitely moulded me into somewhat of the woman that I am, Um, taught me a lot, put up with a lot. Um, Mm. He was patient, caring, um, very, very fun employer to work with. Um, Yeah, and, you know, he, he had me for the later years of my teens mm-hmm. and then I stayed working with him for a fair few years as well. Mm. Um, and, yeah, he became a role model, a friend, like employer, yeah. everything. Wow. Yeah. But I suppose initially working for him, did you have that resistance that you... Um, no, because, like, I've, I've never really had, like, so much of a resistance i've had an i I have an issue with authority Mm -hmm. and i still have that like i just i'm my own Mm. woman don't don't tell me what to do Uh, my husband hears that a lot (laughs) 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 um yeah like i just 
I have my own brain. Let me use it. I don't mm. need somebody to tell me how to, you know, how to do things. So yeah. I, I've never had an issue with workplaces or anything. I have an issue with authority. And mm. I think that was like the pivotal moment where I and why it works so well is because Sandy never sort of put that on me. He, there was definitely things where he was like, you know, you need to do this, you need to do that. Mm-hmm. But there was never like, you know, it was always an equal playing field. Mm-hmm. So he was like, you know, like we're, we're equal, we're building this together, we're doing this together. And so it made it a lot easier to work with him as an employer because he wasn't trying to rule who I was and mm-hmm. he wasn't putting restrictions or guidelines in place. He genuinely, genuinely wanted me to succeed and wanted mm-hmm. me to be the best person I could be. Wow. Yeah. And in what ways was he a role model to you? Um, oh, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like mm. um, yeah, I, I don't even know if I could, like, put it into words, to be honest. He was just a really, he's, he's a friend, like, mm-hmm. um, you know, he, he was there for me. He listened. Uh, he took me to some of my first nightclubs when I became of age. Mm-hmm. Um, just always, always being a fun person to be around as well. Um, we were, like, he used to say that I reminded him a lot of himself when he was my age, which, um, don't know how because we look nothing alike. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, Yeah. so I think that's why he was so patient, but he -hmm. he was also a father as well, and so, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think he just got it. Yeah. Made it easier. (laughs) Yeah, wow. Yeah, I'm sorry that I can't give you more than that. (laughs) No, no, that's fine. But um, no, it's weird how sometimes these people come into our lives out of nowhere and then um, really set the rails in another direction. Yeah. And I I think in your case, it it was a great direction. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Getting this me all teary. Look at me. I'm like, so <laughs> <laughs> you're making me like get all nostalgic. <laughs> uh, um, also, I've been hugging a baby all morning, so I'm yeah. a very hormonal woman today. <laughs> <laughs> you should, yeah, I, I knew that. I should have, you know, yeah. I should have put that into consideration. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I suppose thinking back at that time, did. Um, do you ever like consider like if Sandy didn't come into your life, what the alternative might have been? Do you ever think like that or? Um, uh, I mean, I don't really try to look mm. at situations like oh, what if this, what if that, because I mm. do believe that whatever path you're on, you'll get to it eventually anyway. And mm. you know, although I Sandy was very, a very very big part of my life, and also. You know, he taught me everything that I knew about barbering. Like, I went in not knowing how to cut hair and within three months he had me on the floor doing every haircut with him. Mm-hmm. Whether that was so that he could have a break or... I, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on mm. to you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mm. um, yeah I, I think that... I think he definitely made a huge impact and had I not met him, I don't think I'd be half the barber I am today because he did, you know, put skills into me that you know, two other establishments before couldn't do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he gave me that time and that patience and you do need the right trainers to be, you know, who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I would have worked it out eventually yeah. as well. Mm. Um, I'm stubborn, but I'm 
you know, like, yeah, you know, you get that. I, I know, I know where I want to go in life and mm-hmm. what I want to do. So I think I would have eventually found the way, but I definitely think that he made it more enjoyable and more fun. Sure. Yeah. I suppose no, no, you're in a position now where you are hiring staff. Yeah. And, you know. <laughs> if anyone wants a job, <laughs> <laughs> come on over. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, so when you think about mentorship yourself or being a mentor to, to young people, yeah, h- how do you think about that now? I, mean I should not be a mentor to anybody <laughs> at all. <laughs> like, that sounds terrifying. Yeah. Parents, keep your children away. Well, not <laughs> children, but you mm. like, keep them away from me. I'm a terrible mentor. <laughs> like, I will guide them into mm. destruction. Yeah. Um, no, I hope not. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I would love to put on a, an apprentice eventually as well like right Mm. now it's probably a bit difficult because I can barely keep up with the workload myself so I do need someone beside me that is also able but then Mm. once I'm established there then I would love to have an apprentice in and Mm -hmm. you know teach them and hopefully I can do as good by them as what was done by me Mm. so fingers crossed (laughs) um so so maybe Going back to that period, you were with him for six years, did you yeah, say? Yeah, thereabouts, yeah. so give or take. I think it was like, so from 16 to about 21, so what's that? Uh, it's five. 16 to 20, so yeah. four or five years? Four or five, five years? Six. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> 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 so long ago. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we've just had people moving upstairs, and they're all 18-year-olds, and my husband and I went out there the other day, and I was like, oh, my God we're the old people now. <laughs> yeah. like, when did that happen? <laughs> I feel like I'm still 18. <laughs> it sneaks up on you. you yeah, know. <laughs> yeah, it really does. It really does. Yeah. Um, uh, so you, you were there till you, till you were 21. Yeah, there oh, probably about 20, I think. So I, I wasn't there when I had my 21st. So I was, yeah, yeah. thereabouts, give or take. My memory is shocking. <laughs> <laughs> And, and then from there, what, what, what happened with you? Uh, so I actually, um, then I went to um, work in fashion design. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So I um, went into, <laughs> and again, it was a failed, <laughs> failed business choice. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I decided to work for a fashion label within, mm-hmm. this, within this area. Um, and so I went into their head office and they were supposed to be teaching me how to do certain things Mm -hmm. and learn how to work in the fashion industry and it was the same thing I'd show up to work and I I don't know what it is but I would go in and they would be like where's your makeup today so little Mm. thing out there for anybody listening Mm. if you're an employer and you're picking on a woman (laughs) for not wearing makeup shut up (laughs) mind your own business if a woman chooses not to don't Mm. get on her because that's something that i've had thrown at me by multiple employers and it's Mm. not their business on how you want to portray yourself i can understand look tidy look neat but Mm. by saying to put your makeup on you're essentially saying you're ugly so that that was one thing that i didn't love about that industry and um again it was just being told what to do Mm. and just not working with somebody, it was working under somebody. And yep. so I think I worked with them for six months or so. Mm-hmm. And I hated it. Mm-hmm. And I left in a very s- yelling manner. <laughs> 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 so 
Seems to be the theme of this podcast, a yelling yeah. man. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought I didn't have anger issues, but maybe yeah. I do. <laughs> <laughs> no. But w- what, brought about what, brought, what brought about fashion design as a, as a choice? With um, my mum was a fashion designer. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, she was always sewing and always fiddling around with fabrics and everything. And so I think that was also something I'm always interested in. And um, I still sew myself. I've got a sewing room at home. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes you see me wandering around with my funky clothes on. I was wearing my dinosaur pants yesterday, which are uh, really cute little Self-made. Pants. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> all, all self-made. I love making my own clothes. Mm. Um, but it's all it's all really quirky stuff, and um, yeah. a lot of the time it gets mistaken as pajamas, but um, that's on them, not me. <laughs> True. Yeah. yeah. One man's pajamas is another man's whatever. Pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So fashion design. Um, you were there six months. Mm. I don't even think it was that long, to be honest, because yeah. I remember I was in Paris for some of it. Um, wow, just on okay. A, not, not for fashion, yeah. just for holidays. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, yeah. And so I think it was like my employment period was six months, but um, I, I'm pretty certain that like two of them we were overseas for, so I wasn't in mm. it for long. Um, but yeah, I just clashed with the women. They didn't mm. really... Maybe, maybe it's women. Maybe it's not like a hierarchy yeah. thing. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Every every woman I've worked with in barbering, though, I get along with. So I don't think it is women. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Maybe yeah. Th- does you think? I, I think it's I think it's being told what to do and hierarchy. Yeah. I think it's that. Yeah. Yeah. Or does does barbering attract a certain type of person that you get along with? Um. Oh, it attracts all sorts of people. Barbering's mm. so diverse. Yeah. You you meet so many weirdos in this in this field <laughs> like, yeah yeah i've met a couple yeah, yeah you've mm. met a couple mm. yeah we're, thanks we're to the beard yeah hey thanks to this beard that needs trimming yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah i forgot the question again i keep um, doing that sorry no so it was around fashion design and then yeah you clashing with with the people there yeah and then getting out this is really making refle- me reflect on myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am a nice person. I and, swear. And <laughs> I, I suppose you are sitting in front of this massive mirror as well, you know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true. Um, and so, so what, what happens then? Like uh, after fashion design? So then I went back to barbering. Okay. Yeah. So I went back to barbering and then I worked there for um, almost a decade. Um, and uh, yeah, I, yeah, it was, I worked there for almost a decade and yeah. now I don't, and now I work here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then, so, so in that decade, um, so now you're not just a barber, you're a business owner. Yeah. 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 That's like, it's weird hearing that. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> and I suppose that takes a particular set of skills that's separate to being a business owner being being a business owner is a separate set of skills to being a barber yeah how did you acquire those do you think um i think that because i i managed the store that i was at previously i did get to learn a lot of the skills in what it took to run a business Mm -hmm. Uh, i can't say that i got it right all the time and i can guarantee there were some staff members that would agree with that um but i always tried um and i always had sorry 
COVID. Bless you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry to anybody if that was insensitive. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that I, because I was managing the place, it made it a lot easier to stay there because I am quite a complacent person in mm-hmm. certain scenarios. I just really don't do well with authority at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, you know, being told that I was the manager and then being able to do all of, you know, make all the decisions and everything as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I learnt the life skills in what it, what it took to build a business. But I think that really I just, I understand how businesses run, mm-hmm. I think. I mean, this is doing pretty successful so far. Yeah. So So that's just through managing other other people's businesses. And yeah, 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 I think so. But I think just also being such a strong willed person and sort of knowing mm-hmm. where it's go it goes and you know, I I left school so early that anything that I've learnt really I've learnt through my clients. Mm-hmm. And so this job it teaches me every single day because you're constantly conversing with people and mm-hmm. like to be fair usually I talk at people and mm-hmm. sometimes they get to talk back to me but occasionally mm-hmm. <laughs> like you get like somebody that will come in and they you know they teach you everything and so I've learned a lot of my business skills through my customers mm-hmm. um, like I'm learning about stocks through them and everything I'm not doing anything with them but thank you for the information gentlemen yeah. uh, like yeah, I, I think I'm going off track a little bit. No, no, no. I do this, this a lot. <laughs> <laughs> this is right on track because yeah. if you want a haircut that makes no sense <laughs> but it looks good, come to me because <laughs> I ramble. <laughs> but I, I think the question was around uh, skill building, yeah, and, uh, especially around building a business, and um, I think yeah, what I got from your answer was more it was. Like you didn't go to business school, but it was no. more through osmosis and more through listening, yeah, and more through observing, yeah, and lately yeah. TikTok. <laughs> TikTok has some great information for business really? owners. It's amazing, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm learning stuff every. Like, oh God, I hate to say that I'm on it every day. Um, I actually am a bit embarrassed to admit that I'm on TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> I only yeah. joined like, oh gosh, like four or five weeks ago. But there's a lot of business stuff in okay, it. Okay, I need to check that out. Yeah. 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 Maybe you should put this podcast up on TikTok. You should absolutely. I'm surprised yeah. that you haven't already. All right, Dan, there's a job for you. <laughs> yeah. Dan's my producer. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dan. <laughs> um no, there's heaps mm-hmm. of skills on it. Just even like um different apps that you can use, everything like mm. that. Um yeah, anyway, I feel like I'm like drawing away from no, no, no. Um, th- there's no real drawing away. It's all okay, It's all away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, so then um, when did you decide to get your own place? I've wanted to start my own shop for a very long time now. Um, mm. But I never wanted to go ahead and do it because I had a lot of loyalty with my previous employer. Mm-hmm. Um, without touching too much on that because it is a very, like, recent wound I guess um Mm -hmm. yeah like I made the decision to not open my own business and to continue running their business for them out of respect and loyalty and unfortunately when COVID hit it became very apparent that that loyalty was not reciprocated Mm -hmm. um and it I became very aware of the aware of the fact that I was only an asset and not actually appreciated as a human 
And so that was when I decided that I need to stop living for other people and go out and do my own thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's something I've wanted it for a long time and Mm -hmm. people have been saying it to me for years that I need to do it. But I, when I I have an employer that I enjoy, I am extremely loyal to them. Mm -hmm. Um, But, (laughs) do you mind? We're yeah. trying to talk Sorry, here. fire. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Honestly, people needing saving oh, and everything, we're trying to do a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so that's kind of why I finally took the plunge and did it. Yeah. So, it so, was so this was during COVID or? Uh, from the beginning of COVID throughout, yeah. Yep. So I pretty much what COVID started in Australia in like March and then Mm. I resigned in August and Mm. somehow turned this shop around in eight weeks with my husband so that's amazing well actually he did it with me I should say because (laughs) (laughs) I mean I held things whilst he did it um Mm. yeah so somehow in an eight-week period we managed to build this Mm -hmm. so that's incredible yeah especially like during and and we were in like hard lockdown during that time. Yeah. Yeah, it might not have yeah. been legal. <laughs> <laughs> but in in our defence, I don't think it was legal. But we also we live a couple of streets away from the shop, so mm. we weren't leaving our kilometre radius zone. Yeah. Um, it was only my husband and I that were in here. We did the whole thing. Um, his best friend, who lives one street away from us, he also helped with a few little bits and bobs here and Mm. there um but we had the police come in they had a look at the place i thought that i was about to cop a twenty thousand dollar fine they said it looked great um and from there they just kept popping in to see the progress so i was like well if the cops aren't going to tell me no yeah please don't come after me now (laughs) 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 Um, and the the name of the shop is kenneth uh, jeffrey kenneth jeffries yeah so that's my grandfather why did you choose to name it after him? Um, he wasn't using it anymore, so <laughs> it seems only right that I could. <laughs> no, no, um, no. He's mm-hmm. he was an absolute legend. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people name their children after their grandparents, and mm-hmm. um, this is my baby, so why not? Yeah, I think wow. it's a it's a beautiful name. Um, mm. It suits the shop. It's, it's a very regal name. Like it it's really very, is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, it just—it was just fitting. It felt right. I didn't mm. know what else to name it. I didn't want to call it Kizzy's because mm-hmm. it's a bit wanky. <laughs> like, I don't know, mm. like Kizzy's cuts. Sound, it doesn't—it doesn't have the same ring to it as. Uh, yeah, this sounds Jeffrey's. more. This has a bit of a more prestige. Pres- yeah, prestige. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mm. I think so as well. And like, mm. it just—it means something to me. It's important, and you know, it's. Mm. It, it also it makes me feel like you know he's watching over he's making sure that you know i got this yeah so did you have a close relationship with him yeah, yeah yeah he died when i was quite young but um mm. he was he was everything yeah mm. absolutely so can't um can't fault him you gotta get stop it <laughs> <laughs> sorry okay that was, a, that was the last I told you i've been hugging babies <laughs> all, my hormones are all over the place today that was the last uh tear joker <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, but but I think what's amazing about your story is I think for you barbering it wasn't a calling like it wasn't it wasn't like a you know you were 
call to be a barber. It's Is anyone's job a calling? Um, that's a good question. Some people definitely feel that they were born to do something. Yeah. I could yeah. I could understand mm. that in like the medical industry or something, like helping people and everything, but yeah. I, don't, I, I think you just make life what it is. Make, make the best of your situation. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I definitely believe that as well. And Yeah. And you, if you're you not doing it, it's not too late to change now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Gandhi. It's <laughs> 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 kind of you remind me of the the barber have you seen Soul, you know, the Disney Pixar movie? Which one? Soul. No, it's the new Pixar. Oh, I've heard. Yeah, Do you know, you're, somebody else has said that to me as well. Was it you last time you got your haircut? That's. Uh, maybe I don't. I, I don't think so. No, I only saw it recently. Somebody else has said that to yeah. me recently. That's like the one that it's made by the same people that make the other. Toy one. Story and all of that. Yeah. No, no, no. Like it's like this. Is it the sequel to the Emotions movie? No, no. no. It, it's it's by the same people, but it's a separate movie. Oh, okay, but they look like the same kind of critters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on, I'm on track now. But there's, there's a great barber scene in that, and that barber reminds me of you. Oh. Yeah. Gosh. But no, I, I, I hope it's good. <laughs> no, 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 in, in a very good way. Because watch if, if it's not good, I'm gonna come <laughs> find you. No. What did You're, you say about me? <laughs> no. You wouldn't have, you wouldn't have to go far to find me. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> um, but I think it reminds me in, in a good way because exactly for what you said is that um, I think for some people they, they, they're looking for that purpose, they're looking for that calling, they're looking for that, you know, that spark. Yeah. But sometimes it's not there and, and you've got to, like you said, you've got to make the best of what you have as long as you do get, I, I see that, you know, you do get fulfillment from what you do. You, you're very good at what you do. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and and so, like the name of this podcast is on meaningful work. Yeah. Um, what does that term mean for you uh, in the work that you do? Like meaningful work. Mm -hmm. Do you know that's funny? I've been thinking. I knew this question was coming up, and that is the one question that's really um, been thinking about over the last few days about what do I think is meaningful mm -hmm. um, it's it's not an easy one to answer because I think I think just like for me I've taken on um, pretty much since I left my last place of employment and started this shop I have taken on like would you call it a mantra I don't know like something within myself where just be happy every mm -hmm. single day and just put a smile on your face no matter what's going on smile and if somebody else doesn't have that smile give it to them mm -hmm. like just really just try and like put out positive energies towards other people mm -hmm. and it's amazing um it's, it's the first time in my life that i've really focused on it like i'd say that primarily i've always been a happy person mm. but i've never really focused on just always having a positive attitude to mm -hmm. everything and since doing it in here it's amazing how happy my life has been this year mm -hmm. especially through you know in you know a pandemic and watching all of the mental health problems around me and hearing about them through a lot of my clientele and everything like that but um you know this is supposed to be one of the toughest points of our life mm -hmm. that we you know, our generations will ever go through. 
and I have I haven't loved the scenario of what's happening because it's devastating what's happening around the world but within my own personal journey and growth like I've had the best year that I've ever had I'd say mm. and like just the energies around me and the, the people and everything um I think that that's what's meaningful is just keeping positive putting a smile on your face making sure that it doesn't matter if you're at work or at home or anywhere you are just be happy, enjoy mm. it for what it is, because nobody wants to go to work. Yeah. Like, yep. you know, mm. there's a reason it's called work. <laughs> <laughs> Quoting my husband there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Just don't make, don't take it too seriously, and you know, like, mm. you know, I I don't take this job seriously at all. Mm. Like, I I take it seriously in the fact that I always like to make sure that my customers are happy and that they're getting the best service that they can like be provided with and you know like as far as like what I'm putting out there I take that seriously but 100% you're going to hear me swearing in here Mm -hmm. like I'm I'm keeping it real you know like I'm not pretending to be you know I'm not putting my work face on being like oh this is me like I'm just Mm. being me Mm -hmm. and I think that that's what's important and that's what's Mm. meaningful like don't don't put on a false face just be happy and mm. it's amazing how much easier life will become i think that's an amazing answer is that yeah okay good <laughs> <laughs> especially the part where it's not a it's yeah for sure like be happy with what you do but try and spread that happiness yeah yeah i, yeah. I think it works because like everyone i mean like shit this is um i feel like i'm tooting my own horn but like what's my business has been open now for since October so since the lockdown ended and um you know in that in that period I've already managed to gain over 85 star reviews just from people of like the mm. excitement and happiness and like wanting to see me succeed um and so I think that that is that is like within itself it shows that mm. people are getting that positive vibe from me as well and I'm really putting it out there and mm. receiving it back and so you know, I think that within itself is proof that <laughs> it works. Mm. Like it's, it's the right thing to do. No, absolutely, and and I think that's. I think that's a, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on is because Thanks. it was only I'm like great. <laughs> 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 it was only the first time that I met you, but you you just exuded this personality in the work that you do. Thank you. That uh, and it's funny hearing that because I've I've heard this a lot from people in the last mm. few months, and it's um it's quite funny hearing from people about their perception on me because mm. my perception on me, I'm a loser. Mm. Like I'm just like this dorky person that's still kind of figuring it out, and I'm like, oh, you know, like I'm kind of like mm. a um baby giraffe that's just been born wearing high heels like just kind of (laughs) trying to get it going and like yeah people are all coming in saying like you know it looks like I've got it all sorted and I'm Mm. I'm working it out like it's it's nice to hear it from other people because it makes you feel like you're actually Mm. making a difference somewhere yeah and and I think also like a a lot of my a lot of people listen to this podcast um Somehow, you know, a lot of them work in big companies, a lot of them are entrepreneurs, a lot of them, you know, are creatives. Um, I think from the lessons or just, you know, staring in front of that mirror and looking back on your life, 
if someone's not happy with where they are like what would you tell them like what would you what would you advise oh, me really focus on why they're not happy mm. like take accountability for your own shit mm. like if you're if you're not happy it's because of something you're doing mm. it's not and, and like that's harsh i know that's harsh but um it's nobody else's responsibility to make you happy it's no one mm. else's responsibility to fix your life for you if you are not happy, there's something that you're doing that is not making you happy. And like, mm. you know, that, that could be terrible advice, but I mean, I'm, you know, I'm just a barber. <laughs> like, mm. But, you know, there's, it's, it's, all on, it's all on you. So, you know, if you think that you're not doing anything wrong or anything like that, maybe, maybe it's not anything extremely magnitude. Mm. Magn- that doesn't make sense, but, you know, like a huge issue. Mm. Um, your maybe it's like the energies you're putting out or the responses that you have in into if you know if somebody comes up to you and says something that's happened to them and then you immediately put it down or say something negative in response to it, maybe that's why you're mm-hmm. unhappy because that kind of energy is radiating back towards you from other people because they're mm-hmm. like. They've come in happy. You've kind of come in negative, so their response is going to be negative back again. Um, does that make sense? Is that yeah, like yeah. I it's, feel it's like you're looking at me like, like a crazy person. No, no, no. <laughs> it, it's, it's something I believe in. Is that um, how you get treated by the world is a reflection how you treat the world. Yeah, yeah. 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 Mm. So I, I would say like if you if you're not happy, then really reflect on what it is that's not making you happy. Maybe it's a relationship. Mm. Maybe it's your workplace. Maybe it's the fact that you're not fulfilling your greatest achievements. Um, you know, maybe it is that you radiate negative energy towards other people and you're not mm. taking accountability for stuff. Um, maybe you've just got a shit life. Mm. Uh, no, <laughs> I hope that's not the case. Mm. Um, but yeah, like really take a reflection on yourself and like um, I don't do it myself, but like maybe meditate or something like that. Um, mm. Maybe it will help. <laughs> but I think like and believe in yourself. Yeah. Also, that, key that, that's is that's the most important one. Believe in yourself. You can achieve mm. anything. Like there's mm. nothing holding you back. But I think see one of the lessons I got from your story is like what you do here is spreading the joy. You know, like yeah. You might be having a shit day. <laughs> Sounds like a disease. <laughs> <laughs> She's spreading the joy all over the place. Mm. Look at her. There she goes now, touching everything with joy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but yeah, like you might be having a shit day, but how you treat, how you come across to your customers is, yeah. is everything. Just, mm. no mm. matter how shit it is, just laugh at it. Mm. Because... There's nothing that can change it. For instance, my bloody window. <laughs> oh, yeah, we weren't going to touch on that, but... <laughs> oh. Yeah, no, well, here we yeah. go now. Somebody, and I will find you, mm. <laughs> somebody graffitied my window and with a knife. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and it is very disheartening to see. However, you've just got to laugh at it. And mm. tomorrow is another day. Mm. It will be better. It will be better. And... Yes. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. Kizzy. Thanks for having me. This has me. been so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. I feel like I'm going to be like the next Lady Gaga or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, fingers crossed. Oh, probably right. not Lady Gaga, but. <laughs> that makes me Bradley One Cooper. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> There's worse people to be. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Kizzy. Thank you. Thanks this for having me. This has been so much me. fun. Thanks for All listening, right. everyone. Bye. Bye.